Praise the Lord. We apologize for starting late. We welcome you to our live broadcast today, Sunday, September 18, 2022. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence. We give you all the honor, Lord, and pray and ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will guide us. We lead us, speak to us, touch every heart, that we may learn from the things you are teaching us this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our instrumental is taken from Abrakale Brassi, Blessed Assurance. May the Lord continue to bless him and enlarge his course. Today's topic, why are false prophets thriving? The reason we continue to bring back false prophets, prophecies, all that is because they are the singular most group that are opposing the gospel of Christ in human terms. They are deceiving so many, and so we continue to shout from the rooftops. The outline, why are prophets, false prophets thriving? Why are they succeeding? The outline, the introduction. Two, why are false prophets thriving, which is the subject of today's sermon. Three, but didn't the Lord warn his church? Four, a word of encouragement to the true prophets of God. Five, blessed assurance are sung. The introduction. In this broadcast, we shall be examining why false prophets continue to thrive, why they are successful, despite the clear evidence that they are undermining the word of God and the mission of God. They are undermining the gospel once for all, delivered to the saints. First, let me assert, as I said at the beginning, that the greatest human enemies of the gospel of Christ in our 21st century world are the false prophets. Let me also say that for the purpose of this broadcast, we shall call all the false workers in the Lord's vineyard. Oh, we are classing all of them together as false prophets. Whether they are pastors, geos, bishops, deacons, elders, we are calling all of them false prophets. Anyone that is not speaking true and from the word of God. Let me also say for the purpose of this broadcast, those we call the true workers in the Lord's vineyard, those who are faithful to God and preach only his word, that the only ones who are true prophets, whether they are pastors, geos, bishops, elders, etc. So the question is, who is a false prophet? We've said this in earlier broadcasts years ago, but let's redefine Whoever uses the name of the Lord to make a false pronouncement is a false prophet. If you say, thus says the Lord, when the Lord has not spoken, you're a false prophet. Whoever gives a false testimony, which means even if you see a dream or a vision, 
You are supposed to go to the word of God and check whether there is a correspondence. If there's none and you still go out to give that testimony, say I saw it in a dream or vision. Demons could have planted him in your heart and then you use it to deceive many. You're a false prophet, a false worker. Whoever went into ministry, you want to be a pastor, you went to Bible school or seminary or whatever, so that you can make money. You are false. Or whoever is proclaiming the gospel and charging for it. Some people go, we want to pray with you and pray for you. And then, what can we get from you? The question is, who is a true prophet or a true worker? Whoever uses the word of God to exalt the church without adding lies. That means, use the Bible. This is what the Bible says. This is what we are doing today. Can you compare? Those are true servants of God. Whoever gives a true testimony, that means his testimony or her testimony correspond to something you can relate with in the word of God. And you will know them by the way they live. They live simply. They are not ostentatious. And they don't run away politicians and ostentatious crowds. Whoever is in ministry, not to enrich himself or herself, or proclaim the gospel of Christ without charging for it. Who is not saying, please bring your tithes and offerings today <laughs> so that this ministry can continue to propagate? Those are the true servants of God. Because whoever called them provides for them. If God called them, He make a way. If the devil calls them, He tells them, talk to the people, they give it to you. Just give them the type of message that they love. Let me not digress. Let's go to number two. Why are false prophets thriving? That's the subject matter. False prophets are thriving in our generation for several reasons. Number one, they have a captive audience. Number two, they have the means to secure the projects or the deception projects given to them by the devil. And they have a message that resonates, a message that people love. If you're in the world, you love your messages. If you're backstage, you love the messages. Because the messages are very pleasant to hear. I'm not telling you to do anything that is going to require you to renounce your old life. So why wouldn't you love their messages? They don't make anyone feel guilty of sin. Because they don't talk about sin anyway. That's why their messages are loved by both believers and non-believers. When they have crusades, everybody fills the stadium. Because their messages are lovely to the flesh. Because they don't speak God's word. God's word through the scriptures challenges every culture, challenges every lifestyle. And makes you think. There will be no shouting of joy because you are going to be touched and broken by the time you leave a message that is from the throne of grace. Because God is always calling his children to even more holiness, more separation, more seeking of the heaven and his message and ignoring the world and his messages. And when they do bring up Christ's sacrifice, it is to use God Christ's sufferings, that suffering on the cross, 
to promote worldly prosperity, to promote riches, how you are going to be rich. It goes like this. Christ died, you know, to make us rich in this world. They will say in this world, they just say make us rich. Because that's a scriptural verse. But you see, it's in this world I'm talking about. Just bring your tithes and God will bless you. Bring your offerings, the more you give, the more God will bless you. That's the whole point. Believers suddenly love to hear such messages that make them to aspire to be rich. Even when they have no plans or work for it, you know, you just go in prayer and God, the things will just drop like manna from heaven. No wonder false prophets have great clout in the world. They are very influential citizens in their countries. When somebody's going to be crowned king or queen or president, see them there, they're going to come in their flowing robes, dressed in gaudy outfit. Major false prophets have put their very large auditoriums with sitting capacity, sometimes more than 50,000 to great use. It's the casino that brings in and continues to bring in money. In addition to the hundreds of thousands of followers, sometimes in the millions, who trump these large auditoriums, they call churches. They buy television advertisements where they are anti-gospel or anti-gospel messages of Christ and mammon bringing more following. The major false prophets are very rich. They, they, they compete with the world's riches. Their coffers are always getting refueled during every service. That's why it's a casino. How to become rich and successful with little or no effort underpins the whole messages of false prophets. How many people can resist such flesh appealing, mesmerizing, or hypnotic? or spell-binding product. It's a product that's selling. It's mesmerizing. And it's hypnotic. It's also spell-binding. All the same meaning. That's why there are so many buyers of this poison. Both believers and non-believers are in this market of falsehood competing for space. The question will be, why are so many believers in this market where falsehood is being sold daily. Here are some of the reasons. That's why you and I have to take responsibility, not the false prophets. Many believers have become hard of hearing. They no longer hear. Many believers are lazy. They don't study the Bible on their own. Just like this generation 21st century, love instant coffee, right? Instant noodle. One minute quick cooking oats. Many believers just want ready-made answers. What does that one say? Say it. Hmm, it finished. That's the end of the story. One-liners. So they can just kneel down, pray one minute and say, God, you had it. Finish. You said your word, this. Finish. And that's the end of the story. That's all their Bible study. Is to use one-liners from these false pastors. They would rather spend hours, most believers, Watching movies, going to one entertainment, one function or the other, or going out with your friends, than spend five minutes studying the Bible because it's a word of instant, quick. 
Increasingly, many believers don't like to listen to sound doctrines. They don't like to hear it anymore. Some are even put up by the words of the Lord himself in the Bible. Are you, is that not too harsh? In fact, many now avoid listening to biblical messages and are interacting with the true prophets of God. Let's go to number three. But didn't the Lord Jesus Christ warn his church? He warned us. We're not going to say he didn't warn us. Scripture, please. Matthew chapter 24, verses 11 and 12. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Praise the Lord. Remember the Lord. He told us everything while on earth. He knew there would be many false prophets at the time of the end. That's why many of us believe that this is the time of the end. This century is the time of the end. That's why he warned his followers, where those who will be in that period. There will be so many, meaning they will have number all the true prophets of God. Remember what we said about true prophets or false prophets, includes pastors, Jews, everything. So, Lord, let's get confused. Scripture, please. Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 to 17. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Praise the Lord. Remember the scripture that said, For many are called, but few are chosen. Well, the Lord knew that of the many he had called, who had come and said they are believers, only few of those will resist the false prophets. I want you to correlate both scriptures. He knew that many would fall. They fell because their hearts were not right with God. That's why they believed the falsehood. Had they hung on to the Lord of glory, had they remained in the vine, they would not have had false Whistles from outside. So this scripture we read just now is the litmus test for his faithful few. They should always use to check who is a wolf and who is not. Say there are many wolves. How are you going to know who is a wolf and who is not? He told us, he gave us this, the answer. It is the duty of believers to check out the lives of those claiming to be prophets. Before they believe anything they say. Research who is your pastor, your G.O. bishop. Don't say, but he's a human being. No, that's a lie. He has to reflect Christ in all his dealings or her dealings. He has to be simple and humble like the Lord Jesus Christ was on earth. So don't give me a, just give me a break, please. It's your duty to know who your pastor is. Who your deacon is. Who your bishop is. Who your elder is. Who your G.O. is. Say, by their fruits you shall know them. That's the little say, by their fruits you shall know them. The lifestyle they live, how they live and how they interact. They can't say one to them to say different things. And they will not tell you, oh, we have just remembered that what we said in the past is no longer true. They are too proud to admit that they made errors in leading many to Christless eternity. Yet, despite these warnings, the number of believers consuming false prophecies continue to be on the increase. We will now examine why this sad situation using the scripture. See, there's a reason why many 
who were called didn't go through. Many why they believe falsehood. There's a reason. We're going to examine that now in the next scripture. Scripture, please. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 13. Because from the least of them, even to the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. And from the prophet, even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. Praise the Lord. This is the time of Judah, as Judah is into apostasy. And Jeremiah is warning them, as the Lord spoke to him. Everyone is given to covetousness. That is the problem of the many who are falling, who are following the false prophets. Because every one of them is given to covetousness. You see, self-seeking. Too much. You see, it is a problem. Once your heart is covetous, you are done. That is a legal step. So just note it, please. Many believers are very covetous. Covetousness are far from God. Covetous hearts cannot hear the word of God. Neither can they abide God's word. Because their covetousness overshadows everything else, including the word of God. Afro, false prophets are masters of covetousness. That's the, that's the thing they're selling, covetousness. They know that people are greedy. They know that proper people to sell to greedy people because they were there, they are there. So what do they do? They package this poison of covetousness because they know that they're selling to the. But they now put uh, scriptural verses as uh, the covering for it, with quotations taken out of context. False prophets know the weaknesses in their own hearts. Many of them started out well, but the desires of Egypt overcame them. Meaning the desires of the world to be like the world that they left behind. The moment their hearts went back to the world that they left behind, they lost. They know. And they know that human beings are very covetous by nature. But that once believers come to Christ, if really they have died to Christ, that aspect goes. But when people retain that aspect of their life, they are done. And that's why they fall. False prophets know that covetousness is a magnet. It's a great magnet. Look, anybody who has fallen from the faith, that's what took him out. He never fails to hook the prey. Wasn't it how they themselves fell? That's why the Bible says many are called but few are chosen. It is because of covetousness. Cannot serve God and mama. That's the problem. A word of encouragement to true prophets of God, number four. Because I want to encourage whoever is a true servant of God. You must never, 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 never despair. You are not called to bring anybody and force them to Christ. No, you must continue to speak. Our words are what? Aroma to those who are being saved. To those who are perishing, it's aroma of death. You are not called, you can't force anybody. Only God touches hearts. Yours is to preach the gospel. But don't be discouraged, as you're going to see from what we're going to read now. Why you and I must never be discouraged. Don't look at the numbers. If we look at the numbers, then we all, the true prophets of God in this generation failed. Without exception. Scripture, please. 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift 
destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time their judgment has not been idle and their destruction does not slumber. Praise the Lord for his word to us. From the scripture we just read, there have been many false prophets in the church. As it didn't say some, he said many. And he said many will follow them. Remember what we said, many are come but few are chosen. Many will follow them. He didn't say some will follow them. He said many will follow many false prophets. So in my heart and thinking, I wouldn't be surprised if the ratio is one good prophet to one million false ones in the 21st century, considering how much evil is in our time. By the same extrapolation, I wouldn't be surprised if the ratio is one good follower of Christ to one million false followers of Christ. Scripture, please. Isaiah chapter 30, verses 9 to 11. These are rebellious people, deceitful children, children unwilling to listen to the Lord's instruction. They say to the seers, see no more visions, and to the prophets, give us no more visions of what is right. Tell us pleasant things, prophesy illusions. Live this way, get off this path, and stop confronting us with the Holy One of Israel. Praise the Lord. It is sad, but it's true. True servant of God, true prophet of God, true follower of Christ, you hear me? The reason people don't hear you even when you preach the truth at all times to them and they see the life you live is because you are not telling them the pleasant things they want to hear. You are not telling them what they want to hear. You are not telling them the things that make them to become rich. You are just disturbing their peace. You are not telling them things that will prosper their flesh. You are telling them spiritual things and they can't stand it. That is why even those you led to Christ some years ago are shunning you. They don't want to associate with you. So don't be discouraged. Verse 11 said, Live this way, get off this path. And stop confronting us with the Holy One of Israel. Yes. Because you are reminding them of how far they have fallen. You are pricking their conscience, which is already dead. So they don't want to hear from you. That's the reason. So don't feel that they're shunning you because, no, they're shunning you because you are speaking the truth and they don't want to hear it. Scripture, please. Matthew chapter 13, verse 13 to 16. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you will see, and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears 
lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes for the see, and your ears for the hear. Praise the Lord for his word to us. Worldly believers are comparable to the unbelieving Jews following the Lord. Remember, there were many who were following the Lord, but they were not there because they believed. They were, they were, they were unbelievers or non-believers. Worldly believers are like them. Therefore, I speak to them in parables. It was after the parable of the soul, and the disciples were asking why he spoke in parables to them. He told them, I speak because in verse 13, seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do, nor do they understand. That's why they can't understand. Why? Because verse 14 said it. They will not understand because their hearts have grown dull. When they hear now, when now, when you just learn they hear, whatever you see, they, they don't understand. They don't recognize what they see because their hearts have grown dull. They didn't feed their spirit with spiritual food when they had the opportunity. So they, are, they died to the things of the spirit. That's the reason they no longer hear your exhortations, child of God. That's why they don't longer like your teachings, child of God. Because you are telling them return to the Lord. You are trying to use the scripture to exhort them to righteousness. They will not hear you because they are done. Barring your repentance. But you, you yourself cannot be discouraged. You must continue to preach the word in season and out of season. Otherwise, you and I become to be blamed. For not sounding the alarm. Remember verse 16 said, Blessed are your eyes for the sea and your eyes for the hear. That you and I see and hear is by God's grace. And so long as our heart is right with God, we will continue to hear, we will continue to see, and we will continue to understand. Just as the Lord Jesus Christ was not discouraged at being followed by many unbelieving Jews, so must you and I not be discouraged when so many don't want to hear about our God. Christ wasn't discouraged, so why should they and I be discouraged? If they rejected him, why wouldn't they reject you and I? He stood you and I in his word. They said, do not worry, I have overcome the world. That word you overcame is both non-believers and unbelieving believers. Those worldly believers and the false prophets who are causing so much harm to the body of Christ. If they don't repent, do not be well with them. I would like you, my brothers and sisters, those who are in faith, to ponder these things. I'm going to pray. Intercede for your generation. Aggressively intercede for your generation. There are many other things that could have come in this message, but let's leave it there for now. Hopefully next Sunday we'll bring some things about the nations of the world and how believers ought to relate and walk. Hopefully we'll be able to talk about spiritual warfare. But at the moment, let's sing this song again, Blessed Assurance. Only in Christ Jesus do we have assurance. Only in Him 
Is he assurance? In no other name but Jesus the Lord. In Yeshua, the Son of God. Blessed assurance is mine. It's for you to claim it wherever you are. Jesus is mine. What a foretaste of glory divine when you have Jesus. I'm a hero of his salvation because I've been purchased by God, because I believed by faith. I was born of his spirit, washing his blood. Claim the same as I claim it today as we continue to listen to the song. This is my story, the story of my salvation. It's my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. You should continue to do that all times. In times, whatever the times are. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior. All the day long, I will even say all the night long in the spiritual realm. Perfect submission. Perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. That glorious day when I be with him in eternity. Angels descending. Bring from above. Echoes of mercy and whispers of love into my ear. That should be a lot if you're a child of God. This is my story. This is my song. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praising you, my Savior, all the day and night long. It's my story. It's my song. Praising my Savior. All the day, all the night long. Perfect submission. All is at rest. I in my Savior. I mean him. I'm happy and blessed. Watching and waiting. Looking above. Feel with his goodness. Lost in his overwhelming love. Oh Lord Jesus. Glory and honor to you, my Father, my God. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, eternal rock of ages. The I am that I am, no changing changer. Bless all your children who have turned into the Lord. All your children who are true prophets of God in the world. Wherever they are, anywhere, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Let there be an abundant grace in their lives this day to make them to only to stand in the midst of a perverse generation. And let all the false prophets begin to fall wherever they are. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May they no longer try, my Father, my God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For the sake of the many in bondage. Father, I'm praying, break the yoke. Break the yoke. And curse your children, Lord, who are still in the clutches. Because they bought into the covetous messages, Lord. That they may be freed, oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But my prayer is that, Lord, is really for your true servants. Who are getting discouraged, Lord. 
Father, put a bomb in your heart. Bless them wherever they go, my Father, my God. Preserve and protect them and their families. Nothing shall by any means, my Father, I pray, hold or touch them. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless their ministries, Lord. Bless their work with you, Lord. Bless their going and coming. Bless them wherever they go. And whoever we contend with them, Father God, let the person fall for their sake in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. No weapon fashioned by the enemy, Father, my prayer, shall touch or hurt them. Because they're faithful in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. This message to the really is for this once, Father. And you know, and I'm praying, and I'm saying, my Father, my God, continue to uphold their ministries. Continue to protect them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless their homes. Bless everything they touch, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. If it's His grace, we see you next Sunday. We're going to start another interesting series by His grace. Continue to pray for us as we pray with you. And I always pray for his countenance to shine upon you all the days of your life. In Jesus' name we pray.